Welcome everyone to Swords and Lasers. This is a new podcast that we're doing that covers general nerdy things and stuff within the media space, including but not limited to movies, movie trailers, TV shows, video games, and most importantly, Star Wars, because a few of us here are pretty diehard Star Wars fans, so that's going to be a major topic near the end. I'm joined tonight by... Zach Yetman. Dominic Zamora. Natalie Berg. And I'm Jeff. Very simple. All right. <laughs> so we have a list of topics we're going to cover. First, new things within media. The first thing I wanted to talk about was A Quiet Place. Uh, so who has seen it? I saw it just recently. I've seen it. I see. haven't seen it, now. That's not my thing. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Well, two words well, this, <laughs> no. this may be fair, fairly light then. So I know you liked it. I loved it. Yeah, me too. It was... It was just really good. It's surprising because, and I know this has been a common thing with John Krasinski. He was one of the main stars in the American version of The Office. And you wouldn't expect this kind of film from him, you know. It, it, was, very, it was very different and uh, had a lot of heart to it. And I'll just on a side note, the CG wasn't that bad for the for the monster. It wasn't that bad. We're not going to get into spoilers, so I won't go too deep into like what happened, especially since you you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, I actually plan on watching it with my girlfriend at some point. Yeah. So yeah. Your girlfriend's already seen it once, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but did then she, did she say if she liked it or? She yeah, she said she really liked it. Um, and then I have another friend who watched it. and He said he really liked it. It, it made him. He said it makes you think a lot. Um, yeah. Not exactly sure what that entails. But for me, it catches my eye just because the idea of it reminded me a lot of Signs, and I really like that movie. Have you have you watched The Office at all? I think like one or two episodes. Okay, so I'm kind of curious to see what, like when you go and see it, like let me know, because I'm kind of curious to see your perspective of a... Uh, oh, that he, he's in The Office. That, that's where I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So... That, that's why I wasn't quite sure if like the reason why I cared so much about him was because I like John Krasinski as a person and The Office is one of the best TV shows ever so you know one, one of the cool things about it is like when you're in there I mean there's the natural reaction when you're in a theater to be like quiet right that's the respectful normal thing to do but this is like you you don't do anything like you you don't whisper to the person next to you if you're eating something you don't you know like it's just completely quiet and it's just really neat. It's almost, I think they said this in like the behind the scenes or in something that, in a video that John had, it was like they basically made a silent film, effectively. Right, because they're yeah. all doing ASL. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. one of the, the, the actresses, the, the child actress, is actually deaf. The, oh, okay. the, uh, the, little, the little girl, she was in another movie called Wonderstruck, which also had to deal with about like deaf and hard of hearing people. But yeah, she's like genuinely deaf. So I kind of, I want to know what the experience was like directing her. Um, but yeah, like it, it was just, it was a really creative movie and if anybody, well, I know some of us are media majors. I don't know if everybody is, but, um, the whole thing with like Alfred Hitchcock and his like idea of pure cinema, which is when it's just like just music. And like, if you watch Alfred Hitchcock movies, they create suspense based on like the music and the editing. And then like this movie does that really well. Mm. Um, it was just kind of neat to see some dude behind me was talking for the first portion of it. So I got up and moved, but after that, like, I, it's really good. And they play, they do a good job with, like, sound design and playing around with the idea of, like, hard of hearing and, um, like, making no sound at all. Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, for such a quiet film, it's like sound design is so crucial and they really yeah. did a fantastic job. But you'll see that later on. So I guess I'll ask this question to you then since you've seen it as well. Like, what do you, what do you think about 
John Krasinski like moving forward and, and what else he does within the movie space? Are you excited to see what else he does? Just yeah, I mean, I love John Krasinski. Like he's he's a great person. Um, a lot of the stuff that he does with like him and Jimmy Kimmel, they have like a fake feud that they have between each other. Like they pull uh, Christmas pranks on each other, and it's really funny. Um, but he's like he's a, he's a good person, and uh, this isn't his first film that he's directed. But um, I really do think like he did a really good job on a film that was, you know, horror films are hard to do, and especially with this film where it makes you actually care about the characters. And like I said, I don't know if that's because I cared more because it's John Krasinski or if it's actually him or if it's actually you know the dynamic between the character. But um, yeah, I'm I'm completely excited to see like what he comes up with next. I guess he's doing something else, well, like some kind of Mars movie next. Um, Is he? Yeah, that was something that was kind of like announced recently, um, or I guess in the talks. So, yeah, I'm excited to see his his work improve as time goes on, in terms of movies. So. Yeah. What other movies has he done? Just so I can get an idea. Um, he's done. I think he did the Haulers, um, which wasn't really, um, it wasn't perceived well by actual critics and like the audience as much. Um, however, I did hear like mixed things where it was like some people liked it, some people didn't. Um, I just pulled it up on Google and it says like Rotten Tomatoes got a 44%. Um, I typically think that Rotten Tomatoes is pretty accurate with its estimation, but some people don't. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like that one's more of like a kind of like a family film, almost like Meet the Fockers in a way, I think. Mm. Um, but I th- it's not like a comedy, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I think it has something to do with like the mom has cancer or something. Um, but yeah cool next on the list is the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer apparently a lot of people are saying it looks a lot like Jurassic Park The Lost World uh, sort of like a a remake or a reboot have you guys seen the trailer at all Uh, I've seen parts of it parts of it seen almost all of them yeah including the latest one (laughs) well yeah I haven't seen any of them no Mm -mm. yeah um it looks like it. I mean, we'll see what we'll, we'll see what they do with it. Um, and this is something that I was kind of worried about. I I didn't hate Jurassic World that much, but I wasn't the biggest fan of it. And so when I started seeing like the, the new trailers and stuff for uh, Fallen Kingdom, I was like, oh, this this is very gonna be very similar to the to uh, Lost World. I don't know if you're getting those vibes at all. I was more so like seeing the first trailer uh i was like wow they just showed you everything you wanted to see and so you don't have to go see the movie and you're right it did look like it was a reboot too um but i actually enjoyed the first one and mm-hmm. it was only afterwards when people were like kind of bashing it where was i like mm, maybe not but then the new trailer came out and i was like i don't know if i want to see this now i'm not as excited but the most recent one that came out where they showed you more actually behind it and not just throwing all these new dinosaurs at you. Um, Instead, it had more of a plot, and I was like, okay, and now I'm excited about it again. Yeah, and I feel like these movies, like... It's they're they're fun movies to see, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not like Star Wars, for instance, where like we're very passionate about the story and the new things that it adds. It's like dinosaurs, man. Who doesn't like dinosaurs? Who doesn't like dinosaurs? <laughs> right. They're fun. Well, the one <laughs> get out. Zach hates dinosaurs. You love dinosaurs. I don't, don't want to die for my. Well, dinosaur. I mean, I I grew up loving dinosaurs as a kid. I mean, I grew up watching like The Land oh. Before Time. So yeah. 
but no, I, I'll agree with Natalie. Like with that first Fallen Kingdom trailer, I felt that they revealed too much of the story. Where it was like, there's to me, I felt like there was no point in watching the movie now. But what I'm hoping is the case is that they would throw kind of like a curveball where what they revealed in the trailer as the plot is not actually it. There's something else. Because one thing that I remember after Jurassic World came out, people were speculating that the sequel or potential sequel is going to revolve around that other like science company um, that engine. Uh, engine, yeah, yeah. Engine is that? Engine, yeah, engine. Because at one point, that lead scientist from the original movie, he was like Doctor Wu. Yeah, doc- is that, is that I, what it is? I think so. It's it's either Wu or Wong. Yeah, so he goes into the helicopter and he was freaking out, but like they told him something that like he was gonna be fine, that the research was gonna live on or something like yeah. that. Don't don't quote me on that, but basically, basically, it kind of like set up for a possible sequel to see what like maybe the military implications could be with dinosaurs. At least that's how Jurassic World kind of had that explore that idea a little bit, mm-hmm, like, like set it up. Yeah. Or what else have they been doing since they created that other dinosaur? Yeah. What else other experiments have they been working on? Yeah. Um, and then the challenge, I think, with these movies is that I feel like they're kind of like reinventing the wheel again and again with new park. Park falls apart just because something goes wrong. Someone you know tries to screw up the system in some way, you know. Dinosaurs run loose. Everyone dies for the most part, you know. And then repeat, rinse, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And that was one thing I liked about the Lost World movies, um, Jurassic Park 2 and 3, was that they kind of went off that rail a little bit, but I know those movies weren't really well received. Generally, certain parts, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've only seen those movies, like, maybe once or twice each. I only, the only part I remember is the lab that's hanging off the side of the cliff. I don't oh, know that, which one that's that, from. Like, that, that's the, the second one. The second one, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If we <clears throat> somehow brought back dinosaurs... We would probably try to exploit them for military purposes. I mean, or even like parks or whatever. I feel like some sort of park like that would be an, an option because, like, like you said, zoo. who doesn't love dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. Most kids, excuse me, love dinosaurs. So heck, who wouldn't want to ride a little baby triceratops or whatever? Those were so cute. They were. Yeah, <laughs> they were. All right, and then moving on to the next one, then if Windows doesn't want to update, is uh, the Deadpool 2 trailer. The uh, Hopefully the final one. They've been coming out with a lot of these lately. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the final one. What did you guys Have you seen it? Oh, I'll start there. Have you seen it? I don't um, know if I've seen the final one because there's been the, so many. The, well, yeah. the, the most recent one that, that just came out. When did it come out? Do you know? Uh, I want to say a few days ago. I know they've been releasing, releasing a lot of like promotional stuff, but I haven't seen any of the trailers. The one thing I saw last was like that cancer video where he's like wearing pink instead of red. It was after that. Was uh, after I think that. it. Is this the Bob Ross one? No, that's the, that was, that like was the first teaser. one. Yeah, that was a teaser. That was first teaser. Um, I, is it the one where they show the kid and people are specu- speculating who the kid is and they're? I think so. Yeah. Kind of introducing. It's X-Force. the one with the DC X-Force. joke. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, no, so then I did not see that one. Okay, I saw a picture of that on 9gag. Yeah, yeah, me that, too. <laughs> that, was, that, that was like the standout from that trailer was just a joke about the, the main villain or supposed villain. Uh, Deadpool's just like, man, you're really dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? I don't know. Zing. Uh, zing. zing. Good joke. said it better. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to the new movie if we want to go into that route. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have high hopes but also i'm 
going to be honest, I'm managing my expectations a little bit because it's kind of hard to go from Deadpool to this one and have both, you know, be equally as good. I feel like they could well, do it, but do you know. start writing this second one like shortly like before the first one was even out, they greenlit the second one. Mhm. And so they pretty much wrote it around the same time, at least like in the certain, you know, it's close enough creatively to be able to continue the same momentum. Um, but I remember there being some kind of like stipulation of who's actually writing it. Like, didn't the writers get some kind of issue to where like one of them split or something for the new one? Um, I, thought I there was remember. An article, like, long time ago. Yeah, I remember when the reports were first coming out for like, oh, uh, for Deadpool two, the original director was going to be on board. Then there was a falling out between him, Ron Reynolds, and I guess a writer or producer. So then he left the project. Um, so th- just for creative differences, as I think that's what the article said. Ryan the Reynolds traditional did? industry standard for yeah. white. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know who said it. Oh. I just remember reading it in articles like, oh, the director left due to creative differences. Oh, I thought you meant Ryan Reynolds. And it's like, you can't. I noticed that too, like in all the trailers, at least they kept looks like most of the original people that they used in the first one, which mm-hmm. I always enjoy if they yeah. can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it would be pretty hard to recast Deadpool now, especially. I mean, Ryan Reynolds basically owns that role. It's like how mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman owns exactly. Wolverine. Like, it, you can't... Huh? He's too funny. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool in real life. Yeah. Like, his, his humor is the same you know same same way well and that's yeah. that's always the the best thing it's like when actors are their characters you know mm-hmm. and i feel like ryan reynolds is one of those like peak uh examples of that and it's just meant to be because he's played it before too exactly <laughs> wait where kind of you know that bastardization of uh deadpool the one we don't talk about right yeah, yeah. that doesn't exist <laughs> yeah the one that doesn't exist. that actually there was a a gag about the old deadpool i think in this trailer too a nine gag, yeah. <laughs> but it's like in that one, he like swung his sword around, right? And he was like uh, dodging, not dodging bullets, but almost like. This seems too apart. familiar. Yeah, and, he's, and he, he was doing it in the trailer, and then he stops, and he's got just a ton of bullet holes in him. You know, it was just a, a funny throwback. Well, he also has a um, an action figure of the crappy Deadpool yeah. in his apartment or whatever. Yeah. And he like yeah, it was it in the first like, one, right? Yeah, in the first one, he's, I forgot what he says, but he's like, "Oh, not, like not today or something." Yeah, like that. And, I feel like the Deadpool movies are just like a really good and fun way to bring in a ton of stupid references and jokes and things you couldn't do in a normal movie well, because I mean, it's Deadpool, so you can get away with it. Yeah, it's Deadpool. He's known for breaking the fourth wall. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah, so that that's completely normal. So like even like in the first movie where he he like referenced. Ryan Reynolds references, you know, (laughs) Green Lantern, you know, as long as I'm not wearing a green and black suit or whatever, or don't don't make it green or animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And then don't sew my mouth shut or something like that, you know. And then even more on that, uh, where Colossus says, oh, let's go take you to see the professor. Oh, which one? One. uh, Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy? Yeah, (laughs) or when when they go to the mansion, he's like, oh, what, you couldn't afford the licenses for everybody else or something like that? Are we going to afford two licenses or something? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I think that concludes for the uh, new things in media portion and, like, the trailers and stuff. I think that's all that really came out, as far as I know, unless I'm just really uninformed. I mean, there's just the, like, right right now, it's just really all the Infinity War stuff, the solo stuff. Right, and we'll get to solo later. Donald Glover's doing uh, SNL, and so is Childish Gambino on the same night. So that will be kind of funny. I don't know if anybody's an SNL fan like I am, but... Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our next segment of video games. 
And the first thing we're gonna talk about just briefly, Far Cry 5 released fairly recently, and from what I've seen, has been getting pretty decent reviews. People generally feel that it's a solid addition to the series. I don't, I don't know, if, are you a Far Cry fan at all? Do you? I really wanted to play Primal, but I just never got around to it. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of like the open world, um, mm -hmm. but for some games, for me, it doesn't work. Other games, it does. But I know the series is really popular. So I would say play three, don't play pri Primal or four. Play Far Cry three because it has the best villain. Because that's really what makes Far Cry enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, is the villain, and most people didn't really care for Far Cry four too much. There was kind of a funny thing with the beginning of Far Cry four where you could sit there. And if you would wait for the guy to come back, then he just lets you go and dumps your mom's ashes and the game ends. You can do a similar thing in this one. Oh, you can? Mm -hmm. I, or it's I, like if you don't do it, you just like wait. I haven't done anything for, uh, or haven't looked up anything for Far Cry 5, but. Yeah, uh, I want to play it really bad. I like the setting. It takes, you know, it's the I've whole. Heard, I've heard that the villain is really solid too. Yeah. And I mean, it, like the setting hits close to home, obviously, because it's in the United States. And it's Gosh. like. <laughs> woo! Um, and it just the whole cult the whole cult thing is kind of interesting to me you know it's a really religious cult i don't know there's something about it that kind of has a bit of realism to it scarily but i mean yeah and a lot of people are saying that um i guess there's like a really good message if you can understand it hmm. <laughs> um, yeah i haven't seen the endings or anything so i haven't played it so i'm like saving that but yeah yeah i'm waiting for a steam sale true because i'm broke you know what's on sale right now payday 2 Payday 2. Payday 2. Payday 2. Never played that. You should. It's well, it's a fun game if you have friends. If you don't have friends, it's not a fun game. He's practically obsessed with it. So I've bought the game like four so times. So not for introverts. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's like essentially what it is is it's like uh, it's almost like Left 4 Dead, but you have you're robbing a bank, mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like fun because things can kind of go haywire, and next thing you know you're so it's like real cop. What? life, like real. No, unfortunately. <laughs> just kidding. All right, and then next we have this one. I don't know how, how long we'll stay on it, but I just wanted to mention it because it's kind of big, kind of. Uh, so the next Call of Duty, they come out every year, you know. Uh, next one is Black Ops 4, and reportedly it will not have a campaign mode. They're taking campaign out and doing something different. From what I've heard, there are rumors of a Battle Royale mode. You know Battle Royale? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, it's the new the new mode that's going around, Fortnite, PUBG, all that stuff. You know, you put a PUBG, ton of... PUBG, not Fortnite. <laughs> he doesn't like Fortnite. Um, I don't care for it either, but, you know, it's, you put everybody into this big arena, and you fight to the death till one winner. Um, so I thought this was kind of interesting, and it makes sense, right? Because, I mean, Call of Duty campaigns, they were good, I feel like, at one point, but now we've hit this area where they're just kind of tacked on a little bit. Yeah. And so I feel like this is probably the, the best move that they could have done in terms of like focusing on the multiplayer part of it. Yeah. You know, with Call of Duty, they're notorious for being just heavily on the multiplayer side. Like you said, single player campaigns weren't that great. I will agree that, yeah, at some point they were pretty good. I really like the Modern Warfare series. Uh, two and three, at least the campaign for me, I was like, whoa, but one's the best one. Sorry. I, I thought two was pretty good. Um, two, two was, uh, two was in the right ballpark, but I still like, I'm always like the elitist where it's like the first one. Um, but I feel like as things started to go on, like they were starting to embl embrace more of like the campaign aspect. Cause like in three, like there was like, you could make decisions on what your character did. Mm-hmm. 
depending on the ending, I think. Like, you could either, like, bash the guy through the ceiling or you could attach him to a tow hook and he flies away in a helicopter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, like that was a good start. And, like, even, like, World at War, World at War had a decent campaign that had some pretty fun missions on it. Um, like, if you ever tried to do the sniping level on Veteran, like, you would rip your hair out crying because it was so difficult. Um, but, I mean, now, like the newest version or the newest like Call of Duty is like there's no point in playing the single player because they're just not they're not good for me when I would play those games I would always do the campaign first before you touch multiplayer just so I can understand the mechanics of the game if there's something different and for me I come from the the generation of single player games I, I grew up with Super Nintendo N64 so those games were heavily with the story and they were really good stories obviously it would vary but um, so for me, multiplayer isn't the biggest thing in the world. That's why, again, I try to stick more with campaign. I'm actually kind of disappointed with hearing that Black Ops 4 is removing that. I feel like there might be some backlash at some point. You know, it's not going to be a complete game, similar to like Battlefront 2. But well, who knows? It's, Call well, of Duty is a whole different ball game or ballpark. Of- right, and that's what happened with Titanfall. It didn't have a, a traditional campaign, and people. They've practically rioted over that, you know, and then they added it in Titanfall 2, but, I mean, it didn't... The campaign was really good in Titanfall 2. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good fun, and, I mean, you know, so we'll see what happens. I feel like there are going to be some people that are apprehensive, but I also know there's, within the Call of Duty community, there's a lot of people that do just play multiplayer. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't play campaign. That's majority of it. Like, the past couple of Call of Duties, I don't think I've even bothered with the campaign, just because... Mm -hmm. I know that's going to be dumb and monotonous, and it's just going to be forever hallways. Well, we we tried to play the Black Ops Three campaign, and that didn't go over well. We did. Yeah, we yeah exactly. We did. We played like the first <laughs> mission, and we got to the second one, and we were fed up and stopped. <laughs> oh, I started playing the Black Ops Two campaign. I just stopped altogether, not because I thought it was boring, just because I just lost track of time. I was still going to college. Yeah. Um, none of them are. None of them are like. None of them want. Like none of them make you want to keep going. You know, and that's why I said you know, it's gonna vary from game game, game to game, series to series. Because Call of Duty, it's already been established now at this point. Campaigns kind of like mediocre. Other games like Star Wars Battlefront, people are expecting it to have a campaign for the Star Wars story, the lore, and that's why that game just got a lot of backlash. At least the first one, like there's no story. What do you guys, EA, you're you're screwing up here, you know? Um, so, but it's. It's all subjective at this point for that. Would that keep you from buying this game? No campaign? Probably. I don't. I stopped playing multiplayer for at least Call of Duty years ago. I mean, I haven't played a game of Call of Duty for a long time. But for me, I would play the campaign first. Because I own Black Ops 1 and 2, and I would just play the story mode again and again, or Zombies, but... Yeah, Zombies was really what brought... made 1 and 2 really worth it, like... I didn't. I, I think I got Black Ops Three for Christmas. And I never played it. Yeah, I, I was with Black Ops Three. I'll say, I've only ever played it with friends, and it was always obviously multiplayer. Or do they have zombies in that one? They do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty yeah. much all the all the Treyarch ones have um, zombies in it. Well, even now, I think uh, Activision has them with that weird like weird. '80s version, right, with the clowns and whatever. which I've seen some people like they'll enjoy. It's like it's like you're at like a summer camp or something, and everybody's on like LSD, honestly. Well, because I know there was one. I forgot from which game it was. It was literally uh, an acid trip. Power was up. it? If, uh, what game was it? Um, it was like that weird space Call of Duty one. Advanced Warfare. 
No, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Infinity War, but that's a different thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that one I thought was like visually with with their zombies, it was completely different visually. Um, that theme park was cool, but the clowns freaked me out. I do not like clowns. You don't like for clowns? Most, for the most part, especially when they're laughing and they blow up in your face. I'm like that. That is why kids can't sleep at night. Did you ever play Left 4 Dead 2? Yeah. So did you ever play Dark Carnival? I probably did with friends. Oh, I was yeah, like, I don't a, like clowns. There's an, a, there's an achievement in there You're where you have to step on a bunch of people's faces, and it'll honk the horn on, oh, the, on oh. the nose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's bad. You have to what? like honk ten of them to get an achievement. And yeah, it makes like a little... Like, it's really funny. I've never been afraid of clowns. I've never understood that fear. Only two it, clowns I'm it. not afraid of. It, yeah. Yeesh. Um, <laughs> Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal, like... Surprisingly, I'm not afraid of Sweet Tooth. Really? And then the Joker, for obvious reasons. But I yeah. got scared of Sweet Tooth in the newer games. Like, um, oh, what was that? That that black one the, for the PS2 was like. Black. Didn't he just kind of turn into like a basically ins- insane con posse? Like, he was like a serial killer at that point. Oh, uh, okay. But I never played any of those games. The one that I always resort to is Twisted Metal Four for the original PlayStation. Okay. For the, him in that <laughs> one, he's like. I guess, yeah, he's a killer, but, like, he's not the same killer as in the newer games, you know, like this psychopath clown, you know. Um, it was more cartoonish, if anything. Mm. I thought he was really cool because of his fire hair. Like, that was one thing I really liked about him. But I digress. <laughs> Why'd you look at me after you made the fire hair comment? <laughs> <though? laughs> Maybe because why. of the, the, the light hitting you from the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, I don't even know if that light's still hitting me or not. It is. Who knows? Anyways, you mentioned Battlefront earlier, which leads on to the next uh, thing I wanted to talk about. Tree Bears. Tree Bears. Battlefront (laughs) 2, after its troubled launch, is finally getting a lot more content. Uh, They recently added a uh, temporary game mode called Night on Endor. It's only temporary? It's only temporary for now. Oh. Yeah, well, they'll probably bring it back, and they'll probably bring it back in different forms, and I, I might get to that in a minute. I but kill Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> but I know yeah, we yeah. talked a little bit about it before this, um, but I'll kind of reiterate what I said. It's a new mode where you play as stormtroopers after the Battle of Endor, so after uh, the Death Star has been destroyed and everything, and it's basically just a ton of stormtroopers trying to survive the night and uh, wait for an evac shuttle while they're being hunted by the cute little teddy bears known as Ewoks. Tree bears. Tree bears. We, we call them tree bears as a... Or teddy ruxmans. Te- that too. They're not so cuddly. They're not so cuddly. Teddy uh, ruxman wasn't either. I'm gonna... This mode <laughs> is so great and is so creepy and I love it and I really wish it wasn't temporary. Uh, you you can't see anything as a stormtrooper. It's like almost completely pitch black. It is pitch black. Basically, and you have a flashlight which has like a timer on it, so it'll uh, deplete, uh, decrease in power, and it'll go out after a certain amount of time. So you have to like t- manage the power essentially. And the Ewoks, man, the little teddy bears with spears running out you, and they have this horn. They have the valiant horn, which gives them the the buff. Uh, like damage resi- resistance buff and when you're just sitting in the dark and you just hear the wildlife and all of a sudden you hear doo, 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 and it's d- you're dead and it's terrifying <laughs> anyways I just or want you, or you hear their long range attack and you just hear 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Wisties. The, the Where do you hear the pitter You came to the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, <laughs> they have the, the, the Ewok villages, right? They have the, they're in the trees, right? And so the Ewoks will spawn on those platforms, and they have bridges they can just go. So they can stalk you. And they can From see the clear trees. as day. Yeah, they, they can see perfectly fine. Well, as a stormtrooper, because of your stupid lenses, you yeah. can't see. You would think there would be a night vision. No. You would think as a stormtrooper, you'd be smart enough money. to take off your yeah, helmet. Yeah, they didn't have no. enough money to enable that in all their uniforms. Yeah, yeah they, they they went into bankruptcy for building the Death Star 2. The Ewoks, <laughs> though. Yep. Ewoks. Just born with it. Yep. But it's a really cool mode, and it's something that I'd like to see more of in this game. Because I know you stopped playing kind of in the beginning, right? Yeah, so for me, when it comes to Star Wars games in general, again, if it has a multiplayer element, I'll play it. But for me, I'm a diehard Star Wars fan, and I'll, I want to suck up the story. And that's one thing I really hated about the first game, because there was no story. But for this game, I played it mostly because of the campaign, even though I knew it was going to be very short-lived. And it was, and I know there's been some updates. But I just played the campaign. I tried a little bit of the multiplayer, which I thought was pretty cool for what it was. Uh but yeah, I probably stopped playing within the first two, three weeks the game came out just because I was done with the campaign and I didn't want to invest so much time with the multiplayer. Have you kept up with the updates at all? Um, for what I know is that they've added some story elements. Um, that's all I know, really. I so they've completely revamped the progression system. So the whole, the that, whole, yeah, that I heard about that. Yeah. They got rid of loot crates. Yeah. Right. Like, this game had such a troubled launch, and they just ended up removing all of the... Even pre-launch. Yeah, even, yeah, exactly. And so the progression system has been updated. It's, like, way better. Uh, you can't get any, like, real things through loot boxes. All you can get is um, credits, but you can't buy loot boxes anymore. Mm -hmm. So Imperial it's all credits. just stuff you earn in-game. Um <laughs> What else have they added? Oh, they, they added some skins now. So there's a little bit of customization. They only added stuff, I think, for the Rebels and the Resistance, mm -hmm. just different it's heads. Not really anything that's, like, new. Right. But they've said that they, uh, now that they got the progression update out, right, they can focus their resources on getting new content. So now they said that, you know, there's a lot more content on the way. So we're probably going to get, like, a solo season DLC thing uh, for that. And then hopefully... Clone Wars, which is what everyone's been talking about and speculating on what we're going to get. What, like Clone Wars DLC? Yeah, like Clone Wars DLC. So, like, new Clone Wars-specific maps and, you know, skins and just customization stuff. So, mm -hmm. I'd say if there were any time to get back into it, it would be now. You're probably right. Even that, that whole night, uh, the Ewok mm -hmm. Endor night thing, that, that sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty terrifying. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd be willing to try that out, so... I mean, I remember the original Battlefront 2, and I know I already said this before, but um, the original Battlefront 2, those Ewoks were a pain in the butt. Uh, just As soon as they you know, chucked a rock at you, you just flip in the air for whatever reason, they just keep doing it, just keep doing it, and you just basically die. There's like no way of getting out of they that They could combo. throw spears too, I think, right? Yeah, but, like but basically any attack the Ewoks did, they, it would just make you like flip in the air. It was this really weird thing. I remember they had on uh, Tatooine, I think, in the old one, there was a Tusken Raiders at a command post that would always attack you. Mm, I don't remember that, but I do remember there was like a, a hunt mode or something, so right. you could play mm -hmm. as a Tusken Raider or a yeah. Jawa. Yeah, that was the most likely one. I think it was like Tusken Raiders versus Jawas. And that yeah. was that yeah. one was annoying too. Yeah, it was always it was always skewed to one side. Like the Ewoks were always gonna win, or the 
Jawas were always going to win. Yeah, same thing um, with uh, Endor one for Hunt. Uh, the Ewoks, for the most part, would win. Same with the Wampas. That one was kind of hit and miss for me. Like really? I, f- I feel like if you're the the real player, obviously you would probably win. But oh, I always um, played as the Wampas because I just like setting people against walls. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean th- this new mode. It really opens up a lot of doors for like similar type things in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to him about it. One of the things I'd like to see is um, on Geonosis have clones against Geonosians in that the Geonosian caves. Cool. Yeah, that would be scary. That would be creepy. Yeah. So actually, go ahead. Just, just. I have. There's a there. phone in the background. So <laughs> problem with doing it at work. We also forgot to set up the parking. But I think... Well, actually, let's just pause it right there. Sure. Because I know you asked about the Geonosian, so then okay. once he comes back, we can just cut it. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, yeah, we'll just wait. Seems cut. It gives me a chance to look at my phone, because I got a message, so... Uh-huh. So important. I'm an important person. I have people emailing me every hour asking for important business things. Uh-huh. Oh, Reginald, darling. Yes, Bullikins. please. <laughs> what are the poor people up today? <laughs> what are the peasants up to today, I wonder? <laughs> Shall yes, we go Bullikins. for tea and crumpets later? <laughs> what about you, Dominic? How do you feel? About what? You're worthless to me, Dominic. You can't keep up a conversation. You don't care about his plight. We don't care about your struggle. The Black Plague upon you. Please, sir, can I have some more? No! Let them eat Why cake. do you ask these questions? Well, I'm hungry. I don't care. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? You brought pizza. How are you still hungry? Why did my voice change? I don't It's just know. a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Cicero! You should get that reference. Did you play Skyrim? Nope. Sacrilege, man. Wow, I'm sorry. If I have a life. Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls! (laughs) I heard Oblivion was a really good game. (laughs) No? No? Oh, I don't know. I just know that the boyfriend would spend forever on Elder Scrolls. It's like, meh. That's how my roommate feels. This is real fun, watching you run around and talk to people. And instead of Aliens me. or whatever, cat people, half-cat people. Uh, yes, mm. could you eat half if you have the coin? That's how my girl, oh, not my girlfriend, my roommate feels about her boyfriend. He, uh, when Destiny first came out a couple years oh, ago, yeah. he was so hooked on that game. And she's like, I don't mind if you, know, if you want to play that game, just let me know. Instead of don't let me just assume we're going to do something or don't lie to me. Yeah, yeah. I had the same issue with World of Warcraft. I'd go over to the boyfriend's house and hang out and he'd be on the game. I'm like, you know, I didn't have to come over if you were busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I don't want to just sit and watch you play when I can just go home and play myself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have that same problem. Committed crime against Skyrim and her people. What say you in your defense? Or, I forgot what the one in Oblivion was. Where the guards come up to you, or Morrowind. That's what it was, it was Morrowind. 
Yeah. They have good music. The Elder Scrolls game music, like the series, good music. It's pretty too. The graphics are good. Yeah, yeah. Generally, I mean, and I mean, with Skyrim especially, you can get a ton of mods that just blow it out of the water. Why haven't you played Skyrim? Again, um, time, time, money. Like I, I don't. He has it. a life. Well, I mean, when it, I guess <laughs> at this point he's referring to when when it first came out. Oh. Um, you know, he for me, he had a life. He had a life. <laughs> Man, Skyrim is so good. I am not dissing the fact, or like a count, or you know, trying to disregard that. Like, I get it's popular. It, it has a huge fan base. Yeah, what I would say right now. What am I doing right now? Life wise. Life wise, working here. He's working on. Uh, and you work here full. T- <laughs> not trying to throw that in your face, but like literally, like me working here. Takes up a, obviously it's full time. Takes up a lot of time. Oh, it's now. full time. Yeah, full uh, time. Oh, that's right. Cause you, you moved up. Yeah. So. Um, and he's working on moving out, moving in with a girlfriend. Even though she already kind of moved and, in. And save Ooh. and saving for uh, some bling. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, we were, we've we've been talking about it for a while. Even wedding stuff. How long have you guys been together? Uh, so we just started our fourth year, and we've we had a lot of history. So we were together for three years, broke up for a year. Uh, then we like started talking again, and we 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 had a lot of growing up to do, both individually and as a like to learn as a couple. And um, so now we start our fourth year. We're about six months into it, and like already like. Some people were telling me, like, you for a st- year collectively. Co- collectively, yeah. Even though we've known each other for five years in total. Um, and some people were just like, oh, you know, you're starting over. And I'm just like, no. no. There's too much history. If we were, like, apart for, like, three, four years, I would say, yes, yeah, start over. But this was so close. And the feelings never really dissipated. So, And you didn't really probably change that much over a year either. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're still... Like knew each other, you're still kind of the same people. But we just matured. Yeah. You know, we've matured a lot. Um, We're probably going to cut, so don't worry about it. All right. Yeah. But we don't want to have these conversations on camera. <laughs> that was, took a lot longer than I thought it was. There's somebody brought by equipment, so that's why I had to go and do it. Oh, yeah, nice. no worries. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's back on it. All right. Um, so I then, would suggest slow down a little bit because you're going through the topics like really quickly. Oh, no. I mean, we're already reaching like an hour now. Counting? I thought we started at like 7.30. Did we? A little before, so it's been about a half hour. Oh, never mind. I thought yeah. we started like at 7, oh, yeah. like 7.10. So is the show mm-hmm. supposed to be an hour? It's, it's 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll work on it. Yeah. Okay. But, so yeah, the um, clones on... Uh, Genosis with the Genosians. You know, with that idea, I think that would be really cool. Another creepy type of thing like Endor. And, you know, for those who've watched um, the Clone Wars, you know, animated series, like there are some episodes on Genosis where it was just creepy and like the zombie aspect of right. that. That I think should be a thing. If they're going to go Genosis, I think that should definitely be a thing. Right, and so it makes sense. It fit with, you know, because generally with Battlefront 2, they're trying to keep everything they do kind of canon. Yeah. Right, so that's why, like, the Night on Endor makes sense. So something like that, it's been shown before, so it would make sense to have it. And the Geonosian, like, screams in this, like, dark tunnel, 
That'd be worse than Endor, and man. And then, like, the flapping sounds of their... Yeah. One thing that could also be pretty dope, too, would just be, like, if they did... If they actually made, like, the whole Death Trooper thing canon of the, you know, the... Oh, the zombie <coughs> stormtroopers? But, you know, put it on a Star Destroyer, have, yeah. like, the lights go out, make it, you know, Dead Space-style creepy, and, like, that would actually be kind of cool as, like, ha a game mode, too. It would be more traditional with, like, literal zombies and stuff. Have the yeah. alarm going off in the background? Yeah. Yeah, so have you seen the Clone Wars TV series, like, the, the more current one? No. So, um, so there was an episode, just going back to the Genesis part, where, you know, the Jedi and the clones, they, they're just having this big battle, and after the battle, they're trying to find, like, one of the lead separatists, and he goes back to, like, this ancient, like, temple-looking thing, and it turns out there's a queen, and it's, like, oh, this kind of, like, hive mind kind of thing, but the zombies are not true zombies, they're more like parasites, where they infect individuals living or dead, and they all just have this collective mind now with the queen. Mm. Um, so like, no matter how many times the clones would shoot them or the Jedi's would strike them down, like they just wouldn't stop going. So that's you know what I was talking about. Um, how would you win against something like that? Uh, just get to the queen. Uh, well, killing the parasite. But then in a later episode, they found out that to weaken the parasite or to basically kill them was with cold. Like the temperature would have to drop significantly. Uh, that was like the only way to get around it. Yeah, I mean, and the the Genosian queen is really creepy because it's like a queen like ant, right? So it's like way bigger than everything, and it's just or like the like queen. aliens exactly. exactly. There's a big egg sack literally. Like get away from yeah. her, you bitch! Basically, it's. That out now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, I feel like there's a lot they could do with this game mode, and it makes me really excited. But also, they probably won't do it. As I was this to say, but yeah. we'll see. I mean. But, like, going on, like Dom said, that if it's the whole, like, room temperature thing, they could have it to where it's, like, sequence, like the game mode Rush from Battlefield or something, where it's, like, you have zone A, and then you essentially would have to get to a thermostat. You'll find a much sexier way of saying a thermostat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then effectively change the temperature and then move to room B and then, you know, keep going and then say the final thing is, like, you defeat the parasite or something. And, but it's still, like, an infection game mode that might still kind of yield the same kind of response to it yeah and i'm excited to see what else they do just in terms of these like fun game modes you know um i i know it sucks that it's only like for a limited time but i feel like that also adds a little bit of value to it so it's not like the player base will drop out of it over time it's like when it comes in there's going to be a lot of players so you always know you're gonna be able to play it while if it was here for a while people might kind of move on to different things part of them trying to do the whole like oh it's only here for a limited time i think it's just really just trying to keep people interested yeah interested it's just like, to hype them up mm -hmm. yeah it like it's it's a really fun game mode but you can you can tell that it's just like just kind of there well yeah it's a reason for people to come back you know which this game kind of needs yeah they they had a significant player drop for me the one yeah. game mode that i want to see come back is like capture the, the command post Galactic Conquest, Galactic Conquest, Galactic, you know, capture the command most in general because those original two Battlefront again, kind of like what she said, like elitist original stuff. Like I like that game mode in general yeah. because it's a constant back and forth of the of the battlefield, yeah. and it's not just like Call of Duty, you know, blow That's this up, cool. sabotage, whatever. Like I like that mode just because I grew up with it, and. Just have it just as, as its own normal game mode, yeah. and I would play that probably all the time. And that's that that game mode is effectively in all the Battlefield games. Yeah, and that's so weird. It, like it's just called Conquest, but like, I, I when a lot of people said they wanted Battlefront too, but 
but like they want dice to make it. They wanted a reskin of Battlefield, but that was Star Wars. Like not a, not an exact reskin. Obviously, there'd be some like benefits to it. But in terms of, like the mechanics or but whatever. yeah, in terms of the way that the game ran, you know, like in terms of the same uh, game styles and all that kind of stuff, we just wanted a. That's what we wanted. Was just like Battlefield with clone troopers and stormtroopers and droids and all the stuff that we you know grew up loving. And that's that's what Battlefront Two is, and even the original Battlefront. It's like Battlefield, but Star Wars. Well, so that, that's funny that you mentioned that because I heard the the other side of that where it's not Battlefield it's Call of Duty with Star Wars on it and yeah. so that to me kind of like ticked me off I'm like uh, it's it's more than that it, it's Star Wars but yeah I, I would I would be happy if they brought in that that element like from Battlefield I know some you know fans some community members have mentioned to the devs about uh, Galactic Conquest style mode and I know they've said that they have talked about it and or will talk about it so I feel like there's a chance that it's coming. Either that or they already confirmed that they're working on it, but I can't remember because that was a while ago that I heard it. So we'll see what happens, hopefully. Hopefully. Galactic Conquest was a really fun game mode in itself. Yeah. I, there, I played the shit out of that. There's just a ton going on. It's a big game mode. It's a fun game mode. You know, it's... I don't know. It's, I don't know why they didn't have it already, but, I mean, as long as we get it at some point, right? Hopefully. Anyways. All right, and then we're going to move on to God of War, the new sort of soft reboot, uh, but also not really to reboot because it still follows the same storyline, uh, has been released, I think, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Last night. Yeah, yesterday. And people love it. It is apparently really good, and I really want to play it, but I don't have a PS4. What do you think about it? Yeah, so uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a also kind of like a diehard God of War fan, and uh, hence, yeah, the figure over there. Uh, So yeah, I picked up a copy yesterday after work, and I started liking it. You know, I'll give it that. It seems like a good game so far. I've only played like two hours, two hours into the campaign. Um, Yeah, follows the story after Kratos from uh, God of War 3, which I'm really interested on how they're gonna talk about that transition. but, you know, visually it's stunning. It's really beautiful. I wish I had HDR on my PS4 to just to really see how it pops. Um, PS4 Pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, game, game mechanics, it's definitely different. Like, there's some similarities from the old games, but there's something really different with, with now. Like, it's more strategic, um, in my opinion. Um, there's, there's a mode in there. Or, no, sorry. Um, it's a bit of like this RPG style now to God of War, where it's like you gotta buff your strength, your defense, your health, and all that stuff. And like I haven't figured stats or skills, like actual stats. And I haven't been able to figure that out yet. Like you know, where do I get armor? Or how does that work? But in terms of the fighting, like it's more strategic. You have to plan your attacks, your moves. You know, because I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, and it's really easy to die. Not like the, <laughs> not like the old games. I feel like in this game it's a lot easier to die. Because yeah, doesn't God of War kind of like punish you if you die? The only thing that I know about wait, what do you mean punish you? Like doesn't it isn't like almost like Dark Souls esque in a way where like it is actually like a difficult game or am I completely off base with that? Um, I mean, on the hardest difficulty, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. You know, within a few hits you can easily die, even with one theoretically. Like, I felt that big troll that we all saw in that gameplay trailer. Like, one hit from that pillar it was carrying, like, almost killed me. 
Um, but it doesn't punish you the way Dark Souls does, like where you become undead or whatever. Well, that's what you're getting at. Yeah, I just mean more like in terms of like difficulty level. Like Dark Souls punishes you because it's difficult, and it's also just Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like God of War, it's like I've heard that it's like difficult, regardless of what difficulty is on. But I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I haven't played any of them, so I don't know. Well, I mean, the original games were like t- this hack and slash like game style. The like so- Devil May Cry in a, in a way. I. Th- think so yeah um yeah there was some skill involved like you plan your blocks you know your dodges right uh but basically for the most part it was just like the monsters had more attack damage that was what really what it was all about um but in this case like the button system you know you have your light and your strong attacks like the originals but it's like separate buttons all together it doesn't flow as easily as it did in the original games, um, so it's it's in a challenge in, a, in a, of itself now. Um, so I'm still waiting to see how the rest of the game plays out. Um, I wish they would have went the Egyptian route, not Norse mythology, but that's Norse just mythology is so. That's cool. pretty wrong, yeah. Dom. Norse mythology is better. That's your opinion. It's what it's all about. It's also a fact. <laughs> one, one thing that uh, I've been. Because I've just been watching gameplay since I don't have a PS4. Um, I like how they don't have like traditional cutscenes. Like it's all just in engine and flows pretty seamlessly. Yeah. Even from the the menu, right? Like once you pick your difficulty, it just flows right into the game. There's no loading screen or anything, right? Yeah. It just that's how it starts off. Um, this is not really a spoiler or anything, but no. the game menus like you see Kratos in the background standing next to a tree. And as soon as you select your difficulty, the menu selection goes away, and it just kind of like zooms in, and then it's like cut down this tree and like press this to hack the tree and then you go from there it will cut to some cut scenes but again it's like seamless for the most part um god of war 3 kind of did something like that with its intro menu but it was kind of like this weird like its own little cinematic scene and then it went to black and then it's like intro credits and then the game started but this one yeah um, one thing that's kind of weird for me is the third-person view. It's not like the original games. You know, it's really off in the back. Um, not too far back. A little bit. But I know, like, Mass Effect has that same style. Um, and it's all right. I'm not not saying it's a bad system. It just takes for me Getting to get used to. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then one thing that's really interesting is, so you fight alongside Kratos' son, uh, Atreus, and he's actually participating in the battles with you and he kind of like does his own thing for the most part but you actually can give him a command like attack with your bow and he'll do like some minor damage like kind of like uh draw the enemy fire and then you can do your own thing it's like back and forth back and forth tactics so that's why it's a little bit more strategic and so he actually he actually does stuff it's not like you're just carrying him throughout the game no he he does a little bit of his own thing not as much as i would like but you know it's just barely the beginning of the game that i'm at um, a lot of times he's just yelling and it actually he helps you out too where it like it's not like the camera you can easily turn it all the way around because it's where Kratos is facing the camera has to be right behind him from what I can tell and his son I don't see it but his son's moving like all over the place and he's saying watch out behind you and sure enough there's a monster coming right behind me and they could kill me if I didn't hear that or didn't like turn around and block it so that's where, like, you know, you got to listen to to Atreus. You got to be aware of your surroundings. It's not like the originals where you saw the camera from the like high up and you see everything. Hey, 
listen. <laughs> yeah, so definitely different. Some similarities, but definitely different. The other God of War games weren't open world, right? No, it was more just straightforward. Yeah, because this one's like more traditional, like open world. You can kind of go where you want, find little things, and kind of do your own your own adventure type thing. Yeah, um, it's still kind of it's still more linear, but there's a little bit where you can hey, do some exploring. Like, How far into it are you? It's about two hours in. Okay. Uh, I've faced a few bosses, um, like the last of which I'm not going to say it, but it was pretty challenging. I spent like an hour on them. Stranger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Spoiler. Doesn't reveal anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't reveal anything, just Stranger. But, um, but that was a pretty sick boss fight. Yeah. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. Dark Souls level? Um, with more character. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, th- Zach. You don't just walk into an arena with a wolf with a sword. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. You're right, a cutscene plays, and then a wolf with a sword pops up. <laughs> Sif. Sif. Sif one one thing I will say that I, I wish they would have kept for continuity, kind of like what you were saying earlier with like characters from, uh, from the first movie, Transition. The voice actor of Kratos did change. Um, I forgot the name of the guy for both of them, really, but... Um, the original voice actor is no longer playing Kratos. It's now the guy, th- um, I'm not trying to sound racist here. Uh, it was the black guy from Star- Stargate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's doing the voice. He's doing a good job. I'll give him that. He's doing a great job. But it just for throws me, you. It throws me off a little bit. I'm like, I wish it would have been the original Kratos. You're just, you're just used to that. that yeah, original at that point, you're already used to it. He, was, he did it for six games, six, seven games. And I'm just like, why? Was that many God of Wars? There was God of War 1, 2, 3, and then there was all the in-between games. So, yeah, Jeez. it was 6. I thought there was only the 3. Mm-mm. But Kratos is, like, way older now, right? Yeah, it's, it's timeline takes about takes place about 10 years, give or take, after okay. God of War 3. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I never, you know, really played the other one, so I don't have, like, that attachment to the, to the old voice actor. Mm-hmm. I really like the new one. I think it sounds really nice. I don't know. From what I've seen, I like the, the character. I feel like Kratos has been betrayed really well. You know, like the, the interaction like between um, him and his son, right? Mm-hmm. It's just because you, you have the son, right, which is a child character who, you know, is a child. And so they'll say certain things that as a viewer or a player, kind of annoying. And Kratos appropriately reflects that, you know? But see, the, the, the thing about now going into a little bit of the, of the lore is that Kratos has a very dark past, and he's not proud of it. Obviously, you can kind of see that if, if little bits here and there. Like, he kind of gets fed up with his son, but it's also because of his upbringing of, of his own. Kratos, again, if you, not big spoiler, if you haven't played God of War, sorry, but Kratos was from the Spartan army. He grew up as a Spartan, and so that lifestyle in itself was very rough. Um, and then his character is notorious for having just like, like basically daddy issues. But he was full of anger, <laughs> and yeah, he was full of rage. And the whole premise of, of the previous games was all about revenge for different reasons, but very similar reasons across the board. But now in this game, ten years older, give or take, he's trying to like move on from his past. He's trying to learn from it, and then kind of like there's this one scene where he's like gonna yell at his son but then he like controls himself and then he just speaks sternly to his son he's trying to control that anger so this in terms of story i'm really interested to see where it goes as his development as a character um 
but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm glad it's getting good reviews because, I mean, it kind of sucks when games like this kind of come back and they're not good. So haven't, to, haven't all these games been pretty solid, though? Mm. Got a war games? Yeah. One, two, and three, like the core games, really good, especially that's, three. That's mainly what I mean. Yeah. One, two, and three. But I feel like the God of War extension of the original series was probably like the least acclaimed, if that's the right word to say, at least in my opinion. Which was a PSP game, right? Uh, no, the other in-between games uh, were at PSP. This one was PS3. Oh, okay. uh, it was God of War extension. That just rehashed the first story in some way and I was just like this this game in itself is not necessary yeah cause it was like a prequel to the series but it was a prequel to the prequel to the series okay. it was really weird I like the X the X is cool in God of War 4 or God of War the new one there's an X the X oh the X the X no the X the X the X girlfriend yeah she's hot she did yeah, the axe is pretty cool. He actually can call it back like Thor mm-hmm. does. That was pretty cool. I'm like, I'm going to have fun with this axe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just a random thing. I think it's, I like the design of it and the overall aesthetic of it. The overall aesthetic of this game in general, like the whole Norse kind of thing is just, I mean, that's why I really like it uh, for, the, for the visuals. Jeff knows what's up. And they're just cool. I don't know. The Norse mythology. Team Norse. Team Norse. Team Norse. Apparently just Team Greek and Egyptian over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, you, you have, no, I love mythology in general. Fandom. I just don't know much about Norse mythology aside from what I've learned from like the Marvel Universe. Granted, that's not entirely accurate. I'll give it it's that. Not accurate. But, uh, <laughs> but Thor, Loki. <laughs> but I love mythology in general. It's just uh, for me, I gear more towards Greek and Egyptian. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Yeah. But you're wrong. <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward to what they do with the it's Norse your mythology. Opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> you can have your opinion, even if it's wrong. Your wrong opinion. <laughs> Sorry, definitely Dom. in the corner of this group. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, it's around a table, so there is no corner. Ooh. This corner. You want to switch spots and I can be in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the final sort of main topic, Star Wars. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, the solo trailer, the final main trailer was released not too long ago, along with a couple TV spots at this point. I know you haven't watched them. Nope. I've seen them, yeah. You've seen them. Yes. Yes. Um, so originally, like many, I wasn't too excited for this movie. I, I just didn't really care. I love Han Solo as a character. But, I mean, I wasn't too interested in having a whole movie centered around him. But after seeing, like, the main trailer and even these TV spots, like, I'm still managing my expectations, right? I still don't think this is going to be a fantastic Star Wars movie. But I'm excited. What about you? Yeah, so actually, not. Let's give it to Natalie because I know she, I've been seeing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, like you, I wasn't too thrilled at the beginning, but looking, seeing the trailers, it looks like it should be pretty good. Um, I wasn't really a huge fan of Rogue One. Hmm. Um, I watched it. I know, <laughs> I watched it, but it was just so <laughs> disappointing. I mean, mm-hmm. just f- didn't kind of hold up to all the other Star Wars. Yeah, movies. and, and that, that was another one, much, much like this, that had sort of a troubled production, you know? But, I mean, 
I know what you mean. I, I I liked Rogue One, but it would definitely like wasn't my favorite. There yeah. was there was a thing recently that was released about it was the guy who was hired to come in and rewrite the movie. Yeah, I saw that. And he got a screen credit for it, and you have to write over you have to rewrite like over sixty eight percent of the movie or something like that. Like you have to do like a high percentage of the movie essentially to get a screen credit for that. Mm. And he got a screen credit for it, so. Yeah, and he said, like, I would never do a Star Wars movie again because I don't like them. <laughs> so Yeah, I read something yeah. about that report. He said, like, they definitely could have improved, like, a lot of things on production. Mm-hmm. So I did hear something about that. There's a lot of jokes going around about how this, how Solo was basically Lando's Star Wars story. Like, everyone's I mean, so focused even on with Lando. All the posters, like, the posters and stuff, it's like, Donald Glover's, like, front and center. Yeah, I mean, he's the, I guess, more mainstream or, like, more well-known... Yeah, but you would Besides think Amelia Clark. You you but you would think with like with Han Solo, one of the most, you know, beloved characters in the galaxy, um, that he would be more like front and center, but I guess just I guess they're so worried about the people who aren't uh sure about how well he's gonna do as Han Solo. Yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of worry about that, you know, a lot about how he's gonna portray the character. Um what what do you so for me, I'm looking forward to the movie, not as much as like let's say Force Awakens or Last Jedi. I actually really liked Rogue One, but like you, I not as much as the other movies. But it kind of grew on me more and more as the more times I saw it. But for Han Solo, after hearing all those production things, you know, just like made me feel more and more skeptical and more and more like down about him. Like this movie's gonna be crap, you know, all this drama. Um, but I feel like now with Ron Hire, Ron Howard, on um, you know directing the ship of that, like he's gonna play it safe and he's gonna fix a lot of the wrongs of what whatever production issues there were. We'll probably never hear the the full story. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. But I'm trying to manage my, ex- my expectations about it now. Um, as a story, like you, I didn't need this Han Solo like origins. I mean, it's kind of cool to see you know how Han and Chewie met. But for me, I felt like they could have gone off with a whole different character, maybe introduced new characters. Or for me, like, I would have loved a Boba Fett movie. Again, that's just me. Um, but, yeah, this this movie, oh, man, I feel like it's probably – it might surprise us, but I feel like it's going to definitely be on the bottom. Yeah, I – like I said, I'm managing my expectations. Uh, I really like in this – I think the most recent TV spot – uh, there's just like one scene where it's uh, Han and Chewie at the like card table, and Han like has his cards and he like puts them over to Chewie, and Chewie looks at him and he just lets out this groan like, oh, just like just really <laughs> disappointed, like, oh, come on. I don't know. It, it was really. That's funny. gonna be the theater. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Ever at the end of the movie, it's just gonna be like, oh. You know? you know, I will say, you know, after watching some of the trailers, I wasn't too big on the teaser trailer that came out months ago, or. But the full trailer, first full one, it made me feel more positive about the movie. Just seeing more of, you know, the main actor playing Han. Like, okay, I felt a little bit more positive. And I honestly don't know what the deal is with people hating on this guy. Like, It's just everybody loves people. Han. Or everybody loves Harrison Ford. Yeah. And that's kind of unfair, though, because, like... It's big shoes yeah. to fill. Yeah, but that's it's kind of unfair because no one could be Harrison Ford except Harrison Ford. Exactly. In terms of story, this could be a very different Han Solo, and then... By the end of the movie, he'll be more like the Han Solo that we know today. Right. I yeah. mean, I've seen people analyzing even the throwback line of 
you know, I have a good feeling about this. And it's like people are like, by the end of the movie, he's not going to have a good feeling about anything, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. But I think it has some merit in that we have Han Solo as, you know, much younger, probably a bit more hopeful than Harrison Ford's Han Solo. And then once we get to that point, maybe the events in this movie cause him just to become this very, like, sarcastic and very, like, how to say what the right word is but just like he's skeptical about everything he doesn't trust anything you know yeah. anybody uh, i mean there's even the line of you know uh what was it don't careful who you tr- like don't trust anybody because then you won't be surprised when they like stab you in the back something along those lines. oh yeah from the last trailer that was to- i totally butchered that line but i mean it's something along those lines mm-hmm. um but i mean you will see what happens man i'm excited i like i don't know if you've been keeping track of the new merchandise stuff Mm-mm. Uh, some of the new like they, they let you kind of see the new trooper designs a bit more uh, I think there's three new ones that, aren't that, they called like the mud troopers or something so yeah there's the mud troopers Yeah. then there's the range troopers which we saw in the trailer and mm-hmm. then the um, oh, I forgot what they were patrol troopers I think mm-hmm. they're like almost like biker type troops I don't know I really like these new designs they all look really cool the mud troopers almost like a mix between the imperial officer from the like um from Battle of Endor, you know? Yeah. Those, like, helmets and, like, the chest piece. It's like a mi- uh, mishmash of, like, that and the Stormtrooper. It just looks really cool. You know, with those Stormtrooper outfits, I remember back in the day, I was so used to just the standard Stormtrooper and then the officer and then the Scout Trooper, and that was it. And now it's just like, this is too much. Can- I, <laughs> I will say that is something I'm worried about, is the fact that with each new movie, it seems like they're adding new trooper designs which is cool and they kind of have to for like merchandise and stuff yeah but i and like with rogue one and even with solo i feel like it's okay because they haven't gone too far out and these designs all make sense and most of the time it's like it's a different era right and, and it's for a specific area that we haven't seen in the uh, original trilogy but i am worried at some point we're going to just oversaturate everything and it's going to be like okay like i understand why we didn't have short troopers on endor but we have like twenty other trooper designs that probably could have been there. Yeah, like why even, weren't they? Like even those Death Troopers, like I thought those were like really cool in Rogue mm-hmm. One. But then, kind of like in the Rebels TV series, like you find out that they're only as like almost like bodyguards, and you don't see them. They're just a special, unique unit of troopers. Um, but yeah, I feel the like Black it's, Ops. Exactly. Yeah. Much. They're like Seal Team Six of Troopers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing was oversaturation I will say is I feel like with the movies even the games like I feel like they need to expand leave the Empire Rebel era like they should go more into the future into the past or Old Republic Old Republic definitely yeah <laughs> that's that's one thing I really did not like about Battlefront 1 was like you guys are relying too much on the the, the Rebellion Imperial era because it's safe I guess because yeah. that's the era that everyone likes Prequel era is generally more divided. Because it's basically the only era that people know. True. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd like to see him go to Old Republic. I know that's what people are talking about with the new uh, TV series, is it could go back to Old Republic, and I feel like that's probably the best move. That would be really cool. Either that or have uh, Benny Off and Weiss direct a Old Republic trilogy or something. I know that was uh, those two guys from 
uh, Game of Thrones, that they're going to do a trilogy. Some people were speculating, like, do, uh, oh, Knights of the Republic. Because if they're doing, like, their that era of, of mythology, like, I think that would fit it perfectly. Would fit. It'd, be, it'd be natural. It would be flipping a switch to a different skin, and that's it. Yeah. You know, it's just how it looks. But I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, Mandalorians. Mandalorians, yeah. I mean, in that era, too, the Old Republic era has just a ton of Mandalorian stuff, too. You know, and I, there's there's just so much they could do, and they're not they're not going there yet. I don't know why they're waiting so long to go there. You know, one thing that I'll go more on on a tangent is like I want to see more of like the myth, the lore, the 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 mythical side of the Force. They only explore that really with like the TV series, and I'm like, why can't you do that with the movies? Yeah, yeah, like because in uh, the Clone Wars TV show, there was the there was Mortis, mm-hmm. right, and, and it explored like almost like a physical representation of the Force. And then there's the Guardians of the Wills, I think, is what they were called, or something along those the, lines. Those guys, um, they were called, like, the Ones. Like, they were basically gods. Yeah, and it's like, that's how, um, like, they'd explain how Obi-Wan and Yoda became Force ghosts. It's like they had to go through this whole, like, trial thing with them, right? And that's why, like, Qui-Gon isn't really there, because Qui-Gon was uh, in training with them, and he didn't complete it before he died, so he can't really like manifest himself. So I don't know. They I know I know what you mean. They they need to like explore more of the mythos of the Force. And I mean, the Old Republic's a pretty good good place to start. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even with the Old Republic, like Knights of the Old Republic, when you have the uh, the star maps and the uh, Star Forge and the uh, the Infinite Empire, right? Like there there's more history besides the history, you mm-hmm. know. So. I don't know. I hope they go there soon. I'd yeah. like to see it. Probably in a couple of years. Probably in a couple of years. Once they're once they've like done everything in the Galactic Civil War era, and they've done everything in like uh, Force Awakens era and everything, and I was like, okay, now we'll go back and look at Old Republic. But I feel like they'll probably do it sooner. If anything, I feel like series. I feel like if they're gonna try it and to play it safe, they'll probably do like a TV series. Uh, first well, that would be a good way to get people to the Disney streaming platform mm. you know have that as like the exclusive thing there and it'll you know incentivize more people to subscribe and get over there yeah I don't know I'm excited and nervous for the future of Star Wars but I mean you know I'm a diehard fan so I'm probably gonna like almost anything they put out anything they pump out Basically, every year I mean I'm, I'm very <laughs> accepting of I did not like have. The Last Jedi Dom doesn't like The Last Jedi, and we're about to get into an argument right now about why you don't like The Last Jedi. I'm kidding. You can have your opinions. It's fine. I just Even if with it's them. wrong. Yeah, if it's wrong. wrong. <laughs> have the wrong opinions, but it's fine. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll have to reconvene after, like, Solo and really, like, talk about it. Have, like, a whole episode talking about Solo. Probably. I mean, at that point, we'll have a lot to talk about. Let's not make promises we can't uphold. Yes. <laughs> Coming up soon, man. It's like... Next episode. Yeah, it's like uh, on the twenty sixth. It'll be a month away. I'm so excited. There's, I think, rumors going around that they're going to start selling the tickets on May fourth. Hopefully, it's almost like that would be a really great marketing idea. Whoa, Whoa. man, that's awesome. Who thunk it? May the fourth be with you guys. (laughs) May the fourth be with you. But yeah, Star Wars, man. It's a great time and it's a scary time. Anything else any of you want to 
say. Aren't they doing an Origins on Obi-Wan, too? That That is the rumor, and I hope... Well, not an Origins so it's much. It's got the goatee. Just a, just oh, a movie of Obi-Wan. Yeah, so he has grown out his facial hair. He looks like Obi-Wan again. Mm. And I know he said that, no, he hasn't been contacted, but I, I don't know about that. You know. I mean, honestly, in the media, in the industry, they always have to say, like, nope, don't know anything. No. Yeah. It's under NDA, but, yeah. 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 But that's that's one that I would really like to see is uh, Obi-Wan when he's on Tatooine after Order 66. That would be really cool. I also, I have this weird thing where I want to see more of the clone troopers after Order 66. It's um, really weird. He only talks about it all the time. And so, no, but it'd be so cool, man. Bring back to where Morrison and have him voice the clones like and a like fetish for you. have them be stormtroopers, man. Be... I met Tamara Morrison. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you went to the, the Comic Con. How was that? The Comic Con. So yeah, the Comic Con. The Con. I, I went to Silicon Valley Comic Con with my girlfriend a couple weeks ago, and. I was just, when I saw the roster of who's going to be there and Morrison was going to be there, I was just like, babe, we got to go, we got to go, he's going to be there, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, babe, calm down, we're going to go. So, um, and then when we got there and I saw his line, like there was like no one there, it was like, you know, early in the day. And she's like, you want to meet him right now? I'm like, yeah. And then as soon as I started walking up, my heart was pounding. I was like, so nervous. And I've always wanted to meet Tamara Morrison just because, I loved, you know, his portrayal of Jango Fett in the movies and the games, and out of the few Comic Cons I've been to, he's never there. And especially like Celebration, I went a couple of years ago, he wasn't there. And I went up to him and I was like, "Mr. Morrison, you have no idea. It's an honor to meet you. I've always wanted to meet you." I was like, "Fan, <laughs> fangirling out at the table." Um, and he's like, uh, and I told him. Um, yeah, you know, I've been to a few Comic-Cons, you're never there. He's like, yeah, I wasn't there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, but anyway, you know, here's a book, here's a game, whatever. I had him sign, and then we actually took a picture with him and Daniel Logan, who played Boba Fett, oh, alongside yeah. of him. Did he sign your copy of Bounty Hunter? Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. I'm actually low-key jealous, because that game was fun. <laughs> yeah, that game was really fun. So I, I Nerd. took a... I also had him uh, <laughs> sign a, my first Star Wars, Star Wars book. My dad bought me when I was a kid. It was called Star Wars... Boba Fett, The Fight to Survive, and it was basically the timeline of Boba Fett on Kamino up until, like, after Jango was killed in Episode 2. Obviously, it's not canon, but I had him sign that, and that, like, hit hit my childhood, like, to the core. We need to get, like, a soundboard so I can just be like, aww. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so I met him, uh, met Daniel Logan really briefly, also met Ian McDermott, who played the Emperor. Oh, yeah, he was really nice, but he was quiet, but he was really nice. Um, and then Ray Park, who played Darth Maul, was there. Um, Is that Sam Whitworth? No, I would love to meet him. I have him sign my Force Unleashed games. You, do you watch? Uh, he's on Twitch. Oh, I did not know that. He live streams on Twitch. It's pretty great. Just, yep. he plays XCOM 2 a lot, but I mean, hey man, it's fun. Sam Whitworth, Darth Maul just sitting there playing... Uh, Playing some XCOM too. Um, Just make money somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think. Uh-huh. What were we talking about before my my, my rant on Silicon Valley? Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan. Oh man, I liked your rant on Silicon Valley. Oh, God, that was great. But yeah, I mean Obi Wan. Just and that I was talking about the clones, right? And how I want to see them as like in the role of stormtroopers and. 
that movie would be the perfect place to have that, you know, because it's right after. I was hoping they would do it for Solo, but it, the timeline's not quite there. No, I mean, they've explored that era, or that specific area post-Order 66 in the comics and the novels. Well, they're doing it a lot right now with the Darth Vader comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Like, I will, I love an Obi-Wan movie. I really would. But I feel like it's kind of hard to really pinpoint what exactly you're going to cover as a, as a plot. Because for me, I would love to, to have a final showdown with Darth Maul. But then that was already done with the Star Wars Rebels TV series. So that's already concluded. Not going to go anything past that. So I'm like, well, what else are you going to do with Obi-Wan? Yeah, the, the hard thing for me is that, like, I always imagined Obi-Wan went to Tatooine and he stayed on Tatooine. He never left. Yeah. But they could do something to where the Empire is looking for him. And so he has to go and maybe not leave Tatooine, but go somewhere else. Or, like, I feel like there's some ways they could manipulate it to make a story out of it. Um, but I know, I know what you mean. Otherwise, it's like it's, it's Tatooine. It's a desert. It's an old dude squatting in a abandoned hut you being know? a hermit what are you, what are you, what are you going to do meditating all the time right yeah. it's just going to be a whole movie of, Obi- of Obi-Wan talking to Qui-Gon like I need your help master I don't know what to do or Qui-Gon be like see you would have done this Anakin wouldn't have fell to the dark side <laughs> would have followed my training on Padawan you wouldn't be here yep I know I know. I heard some rumors that or theories that you know he's actually going to have a, a pre-showdown with Darth Vader because some people were like well in episode four, where Darth Vader says, oh, the last time I met you, you were the master. I was about to learn, but now I'm the master. Some people were saying, well, what about Mustafar was not their final confrontation or their last one? Like, maybe they met again, you know, some years between New Hope and episode three. I'm not for that, but that was Not one. a lot could happen, though, for yeah. that, because well, Obi-Wan's well, fine. Once and- Vader, if Vader found Obi-Wan after Revenge of the Sith, that's it. That's all Vader's going to focus on is yeah. killing his old master. You know, it's the, the fact that, you know, he basically got preoccupied with everything else and Obi-Wan kind of just went away. Went and, off the grid. Yeah, basically, exactly. yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't do know. A, I'm, do a film noir film where they're trying to find a... They're trying to find Obi Wan, but it's like this like super smoky room. It's basically Blade Runner, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, man. I mean, that's basically what like Coruscant is. It's just the Blade Runner, L.A. Yep. The one place he'd never go because he hates sand. That, that, that's the perfect place to hide. That never, never. Did he ever go back to Tatooine? Bad dialogue. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, in one of the older canon comics, um. He's looking for Luke after the destruction of the, De- of the Death Star. Uh, he hires Boba Fett to track him down. And um, he actually goes to Tatooine to go to Jabba to hire Boba Fett and this other Wookiee bounty hunter who looked pretty scary. Um, but yeah, he goes back to Tatooine once. And I think he actually finds Obi-Wan's hut. Oh. Yeah, he actually found the hut. Um, did he not know it was like Obi-Wan's? And just kind of no, he did. He oh, did. he did. He did. Yeah, knew. yeah. Because I think, if I remember correctly, Boba Fett was just talking about that whole thing. Like, yeah, you know, this is the Obi-Wan's hut or whatever. Can't remember. It was a long time ago when I read it. Um, but yeah, he's been to tattooing at least one time. Yeah. yeah. Did you, uh, going back to your Silicon Valley Comic-Con thing, did you ask uh, Trevor Morrison to say anything in particular? Any lines or 
No. No? You, no. you weren't that guy? No, I thought about it. Even for Ian McDermott, like, my girlfriend and I were like, what should we have him write or say? Like, do it. Yeah, we, we thought about that, bro. Like, no, no, I couldn't get myself to do it. I don't know. Like, I, I was so nervous to, to – I, I get nervous in general for, with, like, if I'm meeting someone for the first time and for, like, this particular scenario with a celebrity my first time, I don't want to be like, hi. You, you know, have just had Ian McDermott to be like, you will witness the full power of my fully operational battle station. Just <laughs> that would have been great. Honestly, it would have been great, but uh, no, I couldn't get myself to do that. Man, one day I'll, I'll meet somebody. I want to meet Ewan McGregor. I think I would love to meet him. I'd love to meet him, Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen. Are you yeah. still trying to get everybody to sign your poster? Yeah, I have two people to sign my poster. Everybody or everybody who's in that movie? At least everybody who's in that movie. Unfortunately, this I have Carrie Fisher passed. Return of the Jedi? Which, one, which movie is it? Return of the Jedi. Have uh, a uh, Bradley Baker sign it because technically Rex is uh, is in the Battle of Endor. Technically, yes. Is wait, wait, is that is that confirmed all the way? Maybe. I don't remember. I know because in Rebels they had Rex dressed up in the traditional like Re- Rebel outfit. Rebel out like the forest outfit. Um, so I think it's indirectly confirmed. Yes. No. It is confirmed. Because at the end of at the end of Rebels, <laughs> <laughs> he like screams out. At the end of Rebels, uh, spoilers. But uh, Sabine was talking about how uh, Rex and they were at the Battle Sabine of Endor. Were, fought in the Battle of Endor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yes, it is. But specifically, is that his character? You know what? Yes, it is. No, For all right. intents and purposes, it is. But all right, I think we've gone on long enough. We've rambled enough. That's going to end it for this first episode of Swords and Lasers. You can find us. Is it I the believe, first episode if it's still zero? I guess it's the pilot technically, zero, zero. Yeah, but technically it's the first of... Pew, pew. It's the prequel. It's the prequel. Hopefully, Oh, that means it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's going to be a lot of problems with this one. So. All right, you can find us at various social media platforms. Zach, where can the people find you? They want to see more of your lovely head. <coughs> um, well, Twitter, I think it's at Zach underscore Yetman. And then Instagram should be Foxerton. Dom? Um, I'm not much of a social media guy, but if you want to follow my photography or whatever, I, it's called Zamora Productions. I don't, I'm not trying to advertise it. Well, it's the first letter, Dom. X. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Natalie Berg on Facebook and Berg.Natalie on Instagram. That's it for me. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore stamps underscore 65. Don't ask about the 65 because it doesn't mean anything. Because he couldn't get 69. If. Uh, real quick, one thing we want to try and do, depending on how long this podcast goes for, is we'd like to get to some Twitter questions or Twitter discussion points. So. If you're out there and you have anything you'd like to ask us or talk about, use the hashtag swords and lasers. You should see that pop up on the screen, and we will answer any questions or talk about really anything that you put up there. We thank you for watching this first episode. Pardon our dust. We are going to try and find our feet with this whole thing. You really said that. Yeah, Zach. Damn it. What? my point being is that we're still learning, so we're going to be adjusting things, and things are going to change as it goes on. But we're human beings. We don't make dust. 
But we do make mistakes, yes, we Zach. Actually, shh, shh, shh. he doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Another one bites the dust. <laughs> All right, we're yeah. done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>